Nats Park has not been the same this season, and it's not for the reasons you might think. Not because of Max Scherzer not there or Trey Turner not there. It's because the beloved Captain Obvious has not been in the stands almost all season long because he's had a really rough journey with COVID. Well, that's all changing this weekend because Captain Obvious has uh, feeling better, has had a long journey to get to where he is and is going to be going to Nats Park this weekend. Yes, I can't wait. It's uh, it, it really has been too long. I don't remember a lot of the season, but what I do remember, it's been tough to not be there. And I finally got clearance from, from my doctors and I've reached several goals uh, that I put on myself to be able to you know, walk down to my seats, sit down, stand up when I have to show my signs when I have to. <laughs> and, and I'm, uh, I've, I've made it. And, uh, so I'll be there for the last six, uh, uh, games of the year. So, okay. So what let, let's, we're glad that you're feeling better. We've been following your journey on social media as you've been able to post. It seems like you're feeling good. You have accomplished a couple goals that you set personally to be able to go to Nats park. Let's talk about why this weekend. I want to hear about your goals, but then I want to hear the long story of your journey because it's been months. You got COVID in April. I did. I got I, I got it in April. Uh, I think on the third, and then um, uh, I was I was in the hospital for the better part of uh, two and a half months. I was on a ventilator for uh, twenty some odd days, um, and from what I hear, uh, once you go on a ventilator. Uh, very few people come out of it. And uh, uh, I was I was a lucky one uh, that was able to uh, to fight my way through it with uh, with the help of my family and uh, and and the extended family after that, because and this is what I was talking about, the filter. Um, I felt every every prayer, every thought. And that helped me through this, this process to get to where I am today. And, uh, I, I, I can't thank any, everybody enough. <clears throat> this is embarrassing. No, um, it's, <laughs> well, I, I will tell you, I know your family and, and we'll, we'll talk about, um, your daughter and, and the sort of what, what, what happened in the beginning of, of COVID. But I will tell you from just the Twitter family alone of the Nats fans and the Caps fans, all wondering how you were doing and, you know, not being able to see you on Twitter and at games. We, that whole community was just, just so you know, and I'm sure you haven't caught up on all your mentions on social media, but we were all thinking about you every single day. Thank you. And, uh, I, I felt that. Um, and it's, it, it was weird when I was, uh, <clears throat> when I first went in, uh, I just thought I'm passing out. I'm not, uh, getting enough food, not enough water, that type of thing to fight, you know, a cold virus or what a flu virus or whatever, however you try and fight your way through something like that. Um, but then they said, no, you, you've got COVID. We need to take this seriously. And they, I went to uh, the Haymarket uh, uh, ER and they don't, they don't uh, deal with patients over there at uh, uh, Haymarket with COVID. So they sent me to Manassas which was probably the best thing for me because uh, <clears throat> I went in with uh, 14 people and 13 people didn't make it. 
uh, yeah, it's, uh, they, they take it very seriously over there. And, uh, it, uh, <clears throat> it was, uh, it was a fight all the way through. So taking a step back, you, this is beginning of April, your daughter, uh, you, the last big yeah. event that you went to was your daughter's wedding. That's right. And that's, that's where right. we can sort of trace back to maybe where you might have contracted COVID. Um, was that sort of like your last big memory? Because you went into the hospital and then pretty soon afterwards you were incubated. Yeah, it um, it, it hit me hard and fast. Um, I, I think uh, we, we've traced it back to the rehearsal uh, dinner, which uh, opening day was the first, if I'm if I remember correctly. Uh then we had the rehearsal dinner on the second and she got married on the third and then went on her honeymoon. And that's when started things started to unravel a little bit when it came to uh, letting everybody know and try and trace it back to, well, wait a minute, because the wedding was outside. We, we kept our distance because we wanted to be semi-responsible and, and acutely aware of what was going on with this virus. Um, so, you know, we danced it arm's length you know we 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 you know when it was time for me to perform my my deal i didn't go as captain obvious my, my daughter wouldn't let me <laughs> when it's captain um, dad but uh but i did a dad dance by myself on the dance floor which was you know uh it was fun and uh i thought uh i thought we did everything right and uh uh i think out of 60 people that were in attendance at the wedding because the venues back then were they kept try to keep them smaller. Um, I think 20, 25 people caught it. Wow. Yeah. And uh, it, it hit, uh, I was the lucky one that uh, it hit the hardest. Do, do you have any memories of being in the hospital? And, and I mean, you being incubated, I can't even imagine what, what that's like. And obviously you're, you had a lot of medicine, in you, but do you, do you have memories of people visiting you or? Well, they didn't let people visit people with COVID right. uh, back then because they they weren't sure what they were dealing with and how contagious it was and what effect it would have. So I wasn't able to see my family or any other visitors. Um, they wouldn't even let uh, the family members peek through a glass. They were they were that's that's how unknown this virus was. Um, so, <clears throat> you know. I was I was in there. They shaved my beard too, because you know when they put the mask on, they need a tight seal. And every stroke that they got that the nurse took, he was like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." <laughs> I was like, hey, "It'll grow back, don't worry." And um, but uh, I don't really remember uh, a whole lot going in. Um, the the only thing that I'm relying on is the stories from my daughter. Because she was, uh, you know, uh, she was kept up to date on the the whole process day by day, all the way through. Um, and uh, apparently, my my oxygen level got down to seventeen percent when it should be up around, you know, ninety eight, ninety nine percent. So I was struggling uh, on my own. And from what I what she tells me is that they put the uh, the the note, the uh, nose thing in the, for the, uh, for the oxygen. And then they put a mask over me because they, they wanted to be acutely aware of uh, and not spread it with, with the other 14 people that I was in there with. 
And um, I subconsciously, I didn't like the mask, so I kept ripping that off. And then I would also hook the oxygen, you know, with my finger trying to take off the mask. And they were like, you got to stop. And I was like, no, I don't like you. You're you're killing me. You know, the mask, I can't breathe. But the oxygen was in my nose, so I could breathe. I, I, with the drugs I was on, I couldn't comprehend that. And they said, well, we're going to have to do something. So they put me on a paralytic. Uh, I couldn't move. I couldn't talk. Uh, After the ventilator, they put the uh, tracheotomy in me. So I couldn't. No, I was, it was, it was serious. They they brought the family in uh, fast forward a little bit. Um, They brought the family in uh, when I was on the ventilator and said, you need to say your goodbyes now. And when was this? This was um, late, late April, I think, early, early May. Um, Because like, like I said, I went in there with 13, 14 other people and 13 of them didn't, didn't make it. So it was, it was a big deal. And uh, they, they, those guys at the hospital had this conversation with a lot of families at the same time, it seemed like, and I was I was trending in that uh, direction as to not make it. And when I was on the drugs and uh, kind of, you know, out of it, I don't really remember going to uh, Manassas. Um, I remember the, the brain when it, when it's on drugs and it's in a in a weird state kind of takes you in weird directions. It takes you to weird places and, but they're very vivid. So, you know, if, if I can tell somebody that has a family member that has COVID that may be in a a position like that, they, they can hear you. I can hear you. The brain is still active. It still processes, even though uh, you're not getting any reaction from, from the body that you're looking at, they, it, it, however, the brain processes information that it hears, it uh, it gets through because I remember being awake for almost a month. That's not true, you know, but uh, my brain was was that active uh, when I was there. And uh, some some of the stories that I was telling uh, my my daughter and, and uh, my father was that, oh, do you remember? when I stood up and I walked out of the hospital and then I came back and they were like, no, that never happened. (laughs) I was like, Oh, okay. Well, it sounds like though, but you were still positive, like, right. You were still having these positive thoughts because you always are such a positive person. And maybe that was the difference. uh, Maybe so. Maybe so. But uh, I give a lot of credit to the, uh, the staff at at Manassas. Um, You know, they didn't, they didn't know me from Adam and, uh, they hung in there and they talked to me um, every day. And I, like I said, when I processed that, it was a different category, a different venue altogether. But uh, um, when, when I started coming out of the drug haze, so to speak, they were telling me, oh, yeah, no, I, rem- I, I told you this. And some of the doctors would come in and say, well, I told you to fight here. And I was like, oh, that's what that was. Wow. That was you. Do you remember 
like physically turning the corner and beginning the recovery? I I don't. I don't. I was I was I was still under uh, heavy medication at that point. Um, but when I'm hearing it from from my family members, my 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 daughter, my my father, uh, my mother, my ex-wife, she was there almost every day. If you can imagine that. <laughs> wow. Um, but she, Kelly can't she, imagine that. <laughs> she uh, she stepped up uh, big time and she was there and she talked to me when when, you know, when she could. And uh, she actually came in when I when I woke up and was able to kind of process things. Uh, I, I saw her there and I went, is that you? What are you doing here? You know, type of thing. It was it was surprising. But uh, she was there when I when I woke up, when I when I came out of it. And uh, she she just wanted to thank me for fighting. When. I needed to thank her for fighting for me. Oh. It was, it was, um, it's, uh, it's a weird, a weird kind of uh, thing uh, when you're faced with something like this and you're that close to, I don't know if I was close to it, uh, to death or, or, but the brain was there and said, if you don't straighten up, you're going to cross over. And do you want to do that to your family? I was like, no, I don't. I imagine the medical team and you became thick as thieves eventually, though. And when you talk to them and the stories you've heard, they lost 13 out of 14 intensive care patients. You know, what were were they surprised you turned the corner or what was their sort of reaction to your success? No, I'm I'm, they 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 still consider me a miracle. They uh, they post me they uh, within their uh, break room. They have a, a inspirational wall and I'm all over it because <laughs> I was, I am a miracle because once, once someone goes that far down to being ventilated, don't have oxygen going into your system. Uh, you know, you're on paralytics, you're, you've got a whole bunch of stuff going against you. Guys don't make it out that way. And I fought through it uh, with the help of a lot of people. And once I started coming out of it, I was still trying to process, where am I? Why am I not home with my dogs? Right. Why, why are they sticking stuff in my arm? Why? But I, I still couldn't get any answers. So that even made it even more confusing and paranoid because when I would go to sleep, I would be able to get up, walk around, walk in and out of the hospital, save people. That's another story. But... <clears throat> And then I'd wake up again. I'm, I'm flat on my back in the hospital bed saying, wait a second, something's not right here. And I couldn't communicate that to anybody. Right. So that was even more frustrating. So I was a bear um, until I was able to communicate. When they put the trach in, they, uh, they gave me uh, something where I could uh, put my finger over. And that kept the air in the, the voice box was able to, to vibrate. So I was able to communicate at that point. I was like, hello. Hi, how are you? Please get this out of my, out of my veins, please. You know, let me go home type of thing. And, um, and, uh, I, I was, I started yelling at a physical therapist. They're only there to do their job and help me get out of there. Right. And I was calling my, my, my family saying, these guys are trying to kill me get me out of here. Take me anywhere, but here, 
because these guys don't know what they're doing. I was crazy. And uh, to, to put them through something like that is, is uh, heart wrenching uh, because <clears throat> everybody in that hospital and everybody, uh, every one of my family members immediate or extended wanted me to get better. But my brain said, these guys are trying to kill you. <clears throat> and once Jane came over, my daughter came over and she sat me down and looked me dead in the eye and said, now, look, you've got to stop this. We're not going to take you home. You can't even walk. You can't even lift your arm right now. And I tried and I couldn't. I was like, then how was I just walking out of this place? And she was like, dad, you weren't, you, you can't walk that you're, you're dreaming. That's not reality. And I, I, I shook that off. I was like, okay, now I'm going to be a, a, the best patient these guys have ever had. And, uh, and it worked from, from, I guess from that point on, I kept hitting milestones about recovery. And, uh, when I, when I left the hospital, uh, both the ICCU, which is the intermediate uh, critical care, and the CCU, which is the the the, the main critical care unit. <clears throat> All those nurses and doctors, even the administrator of the hospital, came down to escort me out. They all lined up in the in the hallway. They all made signs. They were all clapping, like. I don't remember remember going to that place, but I'll never forget leaving. You know, and how uh, much of it were they thrilled you were gone? <laughs> probably uh, 50 50 at that point. Yeah, right. Um, we shouldn't mention that you were um, not vaccinated because it was at the point where vaccinations weren't sort of open to everybody. It was right at that that weird window. Um, I wanted to mention that, but I also want to ask you um, just financially was everything taken care of on your end i mean it, it sounds very costly it, it it was um and is but uh i i have a, a tendency to <clears throat> overpay uh some of my bills so i was uh two years in advance on a lot of my stuff so i was it was it's a quirky thing i know but uh, uh it worked out this time that I had that kind of cushion uh, here, and the, uh, the the uh, the the hospital bill uh, was taken care of uh, through the insurance. Um, so you know that part of it is 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 taken care of, and uh, with all the the uh, I didn't know there were so many ologists in the world, <laughs> <laughs> but I've seen every one of them, <laughs> um, and. Uh, They've, uh, you know, they 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 stepped up and and covered just about everything that uh, that I needed. And and the job that I had before being the home inspector, those guys were like, whenever you come back, your job is here. And I caught wind of that in the hospital, and that was kind of like, oh, wow, because I was thinking now I'm going to have to go out and find a job, which was another stressor mm -hmm. that I, that sure. my body didn't need. And when I heard that, it was like, oh, okay. Now all I have to do is get better, and I've been uh, I've been working working uh, very hard to get back to uh, to see a game 
before the end of the season uh, when it came to that, because I went from not being able to move. Now I'm walking, you know, two, 10 miles a week, which is, you know, <clears throat> I, I, I set a goal for myself. If I can walk two miles at once, I can go to a game, which means, you know, go to the yeah. game up and down the stairs, make sure I can, you know, sit up, get up from the seat, go, you know, do whatever I need to do, flash my signs, you know, <laughs> <clears throat> and, uh, and hopefully, uh, hopefully people haven't, uh, forgot about me or, uh, no uh, chance. Hopefully, uh, I'll still be as entertaining as, as I was before. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I, I'm, I'm real happy, you know, to, uh, to get back. I it think is. you should like throw out the first pitch or something. I mean, if you're up for yeah. it, I, I feel like that needs to happen <laughs> or like you need to be on the big screen or something. Remember, I couldn't lift this arm for a while. I'll, uh, that's I'll true. Have to, <laughs> I'll have to work to, to get my range of motion back or I'll look like some of those. I'll, I'll make the, uh, the all time <laughs> history of, of bad pitches, but, uh, um, uh, you know, I'll settle for a bobblehead. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know you're, you're, you're so sweet. Cause you, you don't ask for anything. So let's talk about some of the logistics. So you're going this weekend. Um, I understand that you're going to be at your favorite watering hole just prior to the game at Walters, right? That's right. That's right. And we can all come up to you and get our selfies and give hugs and you're, I'm, you're taking it all. I'm, I'm taking it all. I'm, uh, I'm comfortable with, uh, with close personal conduct. Um, because I have this, Hey, yes. Uh, I got my second shot on the, uh, on the third. Perfect. So, um, and this, uh, when I go to the game, it'll be just past the two weeks that I have to wait for it to kick in. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I think the timing works out real well with that. He's got it all planned out and, and a mission and a goal. I love it. I Captain have. Obvious, did they tell you about the hallucination you had that Max Scherzer and Trey Turner got traded? Yeah, I didn't believe it. I said, <laughs> okay. there's no way. Totally. And, and, and Hudson and yeah. uh, Brad Hinn and all those guys. It was like, no way. Put the game on. I don't believe you. <laughs> uh, wait a second. Uh, all right. What time are you going to be at Walters on, on Friday? Uh, Friday, uh, my son's driving up from uh, from Virginia Beach. Oh, wow. uh, he'll, he'll be leaving at one o'clock. Well, he wants to be there because, you know, it's the first game. Sure. Um, uh, at one o'clock. So what's that? Two and a half hours, three hours from there. So four. Uh, we we may have to meet him at at the at the stadium. So I'm thinking about four, four thirty. Okay. Um, we'll be wow. there. I will be there. Yes. And I'm sure a bunch of other people. I, I sure hope so. I because I miss I miss the devil out of you guys. And uh <laughs> It's, it's, uh, it, it's, it, it can be a, a bit lonely, um, going through this and it, it seems like work and trudgery and, you know, walking and working out and, and vacuuming, <laughs> which wears me out, which uh, <laughs> you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe that, but, uh, housework seems to, uh, to real be a real bugaboo, uh, <laughs> when it comes to the lungs, you know, you wouldn't think this action, uh, wears you out, but, uh, I can't do three steps without sitting down. And so I'm, that's, that's the other thing I'm building up to is getting up those stairs with the vacuum cleaner. You know, it's, it's, it's all part of it to, to get me back to, back to normal, even standing up, making myself, uh, uh, 
uh, a meal is uh, is taxing because uh, I don't know if you can. This was the hand that all the uh, the IVs went into and the bed that they had me on, they flipped me over. So my hands were back here like this. And uh, this part of my hand is still numb. And uh, I've been I've been working to try and get my full range of motion back mm. with that. So trying to cook something with half a hand and you're right handed is is taxing as well. Wow. I know. Yeah. Me, right. Poor me. I, no, I just wow. your story is incredible. And, and I'm so glad that you you shared it with us. And, and, and we're going to share it with everybody that wants to hear your story. And, and, you know, hopefully some good comes out of this as far as sort of sharing that message. I'm just blown away because we were all very worried when I couldn't, you know, I was texting you and I was telling Tommy, yeah. I'm like, he's not he always texts me back. <laughs> what in, you know, your social media was dormant and so i was really worried about you and um so anyway just know that me along with thousands of others were thinking about you all Thank the time you. I, I i felt every every uh every ounce of the thought and the prayers uh when when i woke up um my my stepfather uh told me that uh <clears throat> the the amount of people that that put me on their prayer list uh from from uh the Catholics to the Jews, to the Muslims, to everybody. It was, it, it became a worldwide thing because he was getting calls from England. Wow. Uh, to, to make sure that he, as soon as he could contact me or communicate with me to make sure that they knew that, or that I knew that they were praying for me. I was like, oh my gosh, it was, it was crazy. It's also uh, inspiring for me to to say thank you you know I'm, I'm here to say thank you uh there there are a lot of people that aren't able to say thank you and uh uh the when when you're confronted with something like this you <clears throat> you want to make sure that you're, you're you don't hide your feelings anymore you know, you, you want to put yourself out there and, and let them know what they mean to you and how it helped you get through and be here for them. Uh, it's it's a, it's a humbling experience. It really is. And we're glad you're here to tell that story, Captain. Thank you. Thank you for, for talking with us for so long and uh, looking forward to hopefully six in a row, six wins, or at least well, just six of you attending in a row. That's great. Too. Yeah. They, I, I, <laughs> there's there's a, a big thing on Nat's Twitter that uh, that, that we're tanking uh, to get the third pick overall uh, in next year's draft but uh, I, I don't I don't think these guys these guys don't give up uh, if you watch them they could be down by six runs in the in the eighth and ninth inning and they they come storming back they may lose in 10 innings but these guys these guys are I like I like the way that these guys are trending. Tell you the truth, and if we uh, I trust Rizzo. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Once once I uh, once I heard the crazy rumors about Scherzer and Turner and 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 all the guys leaving, I was like, oh, okay. Hmm. Now that now that I verified it on TV and on 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 the phone and everything, okay, 
he knows what he's doing. He's not going to let us be in this situation for too long because Juan Soto deserves a winning team because he's so good. Yes. And so does, so does everybody out there that uh, uh, those guys grind and uh, you like the spirit that the, these guys give you uh, on a daily basis. And uh, they're out there working hard and uh, <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm a hundred percent here for them. <laughs>